Ahmed Fox's power through constructive thinking. <clears throat> the seven day mental diet. This then is your prescription. For seven days, you must not allow yourself to dwell for a single moment on any kind of negative thought. You must watch yourself for a whole week as a cat watches a mouse, and you must not under any pretense allow your mind to dwell on any thought that is not positive, constructive, optimistic, kind. This discipline will be so strenuous that you could not maintain it consciously for much more than a week, but I do not ask you to do so. A week will be enough, because by that time, the habit of positive thinking will begin to be established. Some extraordinary changes for the better will have come into your life, encouraging you enormously, and then the future will take care of itself. The new way of life will be so attractive and so much easier than the old way that you will find your mentality aligning itself almost automatically. But the seven days are going to be strenuous, I would not have you enter upon this without counting the cost. Mere physical fasting would be child's play in comparison, even if you have a very good appetite. The most exhausting form of army gymnastics, combined with 30-mile route marches, would be mild in comparison with this undertaking. But it is only for one week in your life, and it will definitely alter everything for the better. For the rest of your life here, for all eternity in fact, things will be utterly different and inconceivably better than if you had not carried through this undertaking. Do not start it lightly. Think about it for a day or two before you begin. Then start in, and the grace of God go with you. You may start in any day of the week, and at any time in the day. First thing in the morning, or after breakfast, or after lunch. It does not matter, but once you do start, you must go right through for the seven days. This is essential. The whole idea is to have seven days of unbroken mental discipline in order to get the mind definitely bent in a new direction, once and for all. If you make a false start, or if you go on well for two or three days and then for any reason fall off the diet, the thing to do is to drop the scheme altogether for several days and then to start again afresh. 
There must be no jumping on and off, as it were. You remember that Rip Van Winkle in the play would take a solemn vow of teetotalism and then promptly accept a drink from the first neighbor who offered him one, saying calmly, I won't count this one. Well, on the seven-day mental diet, this sort of thing simply will not do. You must positively count every lapse, and whether you do or not, nature will. Where there is a lapse, you must go off the diet altogether and then start again. Now, in order, if possible, to forestall, that is, forestall difficulties, I will consider them in a little detail. First of all, what do I mean by negative thinking? Well, a negative thought is any thought of failure, disappointment, or trouble. Any thought of criticism or spite or jealousy or condemnation of others or self-condemnation, any thought of sickness or accident or, in short, any kind of limitation or pessimistic thinking. Any thought that is not positive and constructive in character, whether it concerns you, yourself, or anyone else, is a negative thought. Do not bother too much about the question of classification. However, in practice you will never have any trouble in knowing whether a given thought is positive or negative. Even if your brain tries to deceive you, your heart will whisper the truth. Second, you must be quite clear that what this scheme calls for is that you shall not entertain or dwell upon negative things. Note this carefully. It is not the thoughts that come to you that matter, but only such of them as you choose to entertain and dwell upon. It does not matter what thoughts may come to you, provided you do not entertain them. It is the entertaining or dwelling upon them that matters. Of course, many negative thoughts will come to you all day long. Some of them will just drift into your mind of their own accord, seemingly, and these come to you out of the race mind. That is, the raced mind. Other negative thoughts will be given to you by other people either in conversation or by their conduct, or you will hear disagreeable news perhaps by letter or telephone, or you will see crimes and disasters announced in the newspaper headings. These things, however, do not matter as long as you do not entertain them. In fact, it is these very things that provide the discipline that is going to transform you during this epoch-making week. The thing to do is, directly, 
the negative thought presents itself, turn it out. Turn away from the newspaper. Turn out the thought of the unkind letter or stupid remark or whatnot. When the negative thought floats into your mind, immediately turn it out and think of something else. Best of all, think of God as explained in the Golden Key. A perfect analogy is furnished by the case of a man who is sitting by an open fire when a red-hot cinder flies out and falls on his sleeve. If he knocks that cinder off at once, without a moment's delay to think about it, no harm is done. But if he allows it to rest on him for a single moment, under any pretense, the mischief is done, and it will be troublesome, uh, a troublesome task to repair that sleeve. So it is with negative thought. Now, what of those negative thoughts and conditions which is impossible to avoid at the point where you are today? What of the ordinary troubles that you will have to meet in the office or at home? The answer is that such things will not affect your diet provided you do not accept them. By fearing them, by believing them, by being indignant or sad about them, or by giving them any power at all. Any negative condition that duty compels you to handle will not affect your diet. Go to the office or meet the cares at home without allowing them to affect you. None of these things move me and all will be well. Suppose that you are hunching with a friend, or you may be lunching with a friend, and this friend talks negatively. Do not try to shut him up or otherwise snub him. Let him talk, but do not accept what he says, and your diet will not be effective. Suppose that on coming home you are greeted with a lot of negative conversation. Do not preach a sermon, but simply do not accept it. It is your mental consent. Remember that is what constitutes your diet. Suppose you witness an accident or an act of injustice, let us say, Instead of reacting by accepting the appearance and responding with pity or indignation, refuse to accept the appearance at its face value. Do anything that you can to right matters. Give it the right thought and let it go at that. You will still be on the diet. Of course, it will be very helpful if you can take steps to avoid meeting during this week anyone who seems particularly likely to arouse the devil in you. People who get on your nerves or rub you, well, let's say they rub you the wrong way 
or they bore you. These people are better avoided while you are on the diet. But if it is not possible to avoid them, then you must take a little extra discipline. That is all you have to do. Suppose that you have a particular trying ordeal before you next week, let's say. Well, if you have enough spiritual understanding, you will know how to meet that in the spiritual way. But, for our present purpose, I think I would wait and start the diet as soon as the ordeal is over. As I said before, do not take up the diet lightly, but think it over well first. And keep in mind that this needs to be a thoughtful process. In closing, I want to tell you that people often find that the starting of this diet seems to stir up all sorts of difficulties. It seems as though everything begins to go wrong at once. This may be disconcerting, but it is really a good sign. It means that things are moving, and is not that the very object we have in view? Suppose your whole world seems to rock on its foundations. Hold on steadily. Let it rock, and when the rocking is over, the picture will have resembled itself into something much nearer to your heart's desire. The above point is vitally important and rather subtle. Do you not see that the very dwelling upon these difficulties is in itself a negative thought which has probably thrown you off the diet? The remedy is not, of course, to deny that you and your world is rocking in appearance but to refuse to take the appearance for the reality. Judge not according to appearances, but judge righteous judgment. Keep your thought positive, optimistic, and kindly while the outer picture is rocking. Keep it so in spite of any appearances, and a glorious victory is certain. Every side of your life will radically alter for the better. A closing word of caution. Remember this. Do not tell anyone else that you are on the diet or that you intend to go on it. Keep this tremendous project strictly to yourself. Remember that your soul should be the secret place of the Most High. When you have come through the seven days successfully and secured your demonstration, allow a reasonable time to elapse to establish the new mentality and then tell the story to anyone else whom you think is likely to be helped by it. 
And finally, remember that nothing said or done by anyone else can possibly throw you off the diet. Only your own reaction to the other person's conduct can do that. This is the end of Emmett Fox's Power Through Constructive Thinking, The 7-Day Mental Diet.